The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos love playing football? Which is weird because armadillos don't have feet. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. For more armadillo facts and to check out our other podcast and to find out how you can get some sweet merch, check us out at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 46 through the epilogue, the end of A Memory of Light, book 14 of the Wheel of Time. We're here. We did Holy it. Holy shit. We're Guys, at the end. I'm getting a little choked up. I wasn't expecting this. We've been doing it. This, we've been doing this for a very long we time. We started this in 2017. Yeah, we've been doing this for longer than three of our collective four children have been alive. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. wild. We've had children, we've changed jobs, we've moved houses, like, mm-hmm. we've survived a pandemic. And so far. Two presidential, three, two presidential administrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And these books are long, too. It feels like a lot of stuff has happened in them, too. Yeah. Previously, Rand at last gains the upper hand against the Dark One thanks to a pep talk from some of his dead friends, and we're calling that an improvement at this point. Matt's luck finally kicks in, and, and the battle turns as Land's fight with Demandred rallies the troops. Ulver blows the horn of Valir, and the Shanshan finally meander their way back to the final battle. Brigida, hardest working warder in history, returns from the dead to save <laughs> Elaine yet again, <laughs> only to have her immediately hurl herself on top of a confused Trolloc, shouting, I'm invincible, bitches, which somehow rallies the Andorran forces, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Telmanis hits Mogedin with a dragon burst, while Avienda tackles Grendel with a spear made of magic, thus finding her loophole, and the whole wise ones must give up their spears thing. <laughs> As Pat and Fane and Slayer go after Rand, Perrin and Matt arrive on the scene for an exquisite showdown. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> oh, for the word? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good word. That. Yeah. Chapter 46. To Awaken, Icon of the Dragon. Rand wakes up from his Dark One debate and tells Moradin, like, it's over. I won. Like, you can put down your sword now. And that does not work very well on Moradin. Pull some uh, dirty shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just typical Forsaken stuff, right? Really, yeah. More like Forsaken the rules, am I right? Yay! <laughs> uh, he throws a knife at Alana. How is so... Okay, how is everyone so good at throwing knives? That shit is hard. But, I mean, this is... I'm That's just, a good point. <laughs> like, Morden throws knives now? Okay. Yeah, well, Min throws knives, Fael threw a knife on a moving horse? These guys... Well, Morden is super old, so he probably spent like 50, 100 years just practicing knife throwing at one point. Probably during the Trolloc Wars. Okay. That's that's fair. He's been alive the whole time, right? Like, he's the, one yeah. of the few who's been alive since that time. Yeah, but, but he was trapped and couldn't... Couldn't interact with the world, or, or could only half do it, or something like that. Guess he was just working on his knife maybe throwing his, skills. Yeah, maybe his knife throwing arm was outside of the the bore or whatever. So okay, yeah. so best knife throw, coolest knife throw in the book series ever. And it's a trick question because I already know what the best one is. Oh, uh, I mean, I, the, the, from a skill perspective, it's probably Fail on horseback midair throwing a knife and catching uh, that that uh, the escaping uh, Irvine. yeah. That's, I guess that's probably the, the best one from a skill perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble remembering. There's been so many. I mean, probably one of Tom's mm-hmm. throws. I, I know he did some pretty badass ones. The correct answer 
is when the golem throws a knife at Matt and he catches it and throws it back. Oh, that oh, is pretty good. Right, right, right. I forgot okay. that he did that. Well, wait, the golem could throw knives. This, this, yeah, wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Everybody can throw knives. This, when like Aganor is creating them, it's like, what skills must we give them? They must be able to fit through any hole. They must be immune to the one power. And they must be able to throw knives with great accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and to be clear, anyone can throw a knife, obviously. But making the knife throw, throw effectively hit something and not just bounce off of them is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. And these aren't throwing knives either. These are regular daggers. As yeah, far as I can not tell. weighted for throwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Moradin throws a knife at Alana to to get Rand, but thanks to Nynaeve's healing, it hits her, right? Hits her right in the heart. Yeah. And Nynaeve's healed her enough that she can wake up, and she unbonds Rand just in time, and then dies. Okay. Right. Well done, Alana. Question. If this is a thing you can do, why doesn't every Aes Sedai do this right before she dies? <laughs> They're just assholes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I, I assume it's just that they don't give a shit about their warders because, like, we know what happens. Like, like it's well documented what happens to a warder when an Aes Sedai dies, right? Uh, did they, do you care what your dog does after you die? <laughs> wow! Kinda. I mean, uh, probably I more than so. that, right? Yeah. If, if I knew my, 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 my pet dog was going to go, like, suicidal and run away or, or, you know, die screaming if I didn't do this one really easy thing right before I died, I'd probably do it, right? I, before this book, I would have assumed that it was, like, a, a more involved thing than just, like, okay, I think about it and I do it. Like, you maybe got to go find a special Terangrial in the tower and have a whole ritual and stuff. But I actually thought it would take more than that to bond somebody in the first place. But apparently all you need to do that is touch their forehead. Yeah, yeah. you can sneak attack. You can sneak bond somebody, apparently. So, you know, why yeah. wouldn't you be able to quickly unbond, I suppose? Mm-hmm. But no one else... I, I don't think of, I've heard of any other situation in these books where an Aes Sedai, as she's, like, dying, unbonds her warder, right? You're saying some stuff happens in these chapters that is convenient for the plot? Ties things up with a nice bow? No. No. <laughs> uh, but she does it. And then... Morden uh, does another knife trick and knifes his own hand yeah. to make Rand drop Kalendor. Oh no! With his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're linked. Mm-hmm. Then Perrin is fighting Slayer and just kicking his ass by just letting go and, and going crazy and mm-hmm. going going rage mode. Yeah. All that business about not letting uh, the wolf be in control out the window. This is the end of the world after all. You know. Yeah. It's it's time. It's time to to let it all hang out, Perrin. And then Slayer runs away back to the real world and Perrin follows him, which he can do now. Yeah. yeah. And Perrin chases Slayer through the battlefield and through the dream, back and forth. And Slayer's trying to get away. Oh no, he doesn't know what to do. Perrin also sees the mist zombies wandering around now. Mm-hmm. I think it's, this might be the first time we've seen someone observe them from the outside and they look like they've got like growths or pockmarks all over their skin. And yeah, it reminds me of how the there were all those pits in the surfaces of Shadar Logoth. Oh yeah, yeah. It does it to the people too. And then the, they're flickering, going back and forth. That For a, a second there, it seems like they're in all the worlds at once. This is going to be a very confusing fight to witness with them just like teleporting back and forth. Yeah, right. But luckily Perrin is, is in full wolf mode and he doesn't even pay attention to it. Like, That's not my problem. My problem is squashing this guy. Yeah, he hits him so hard, he hits him in every possible reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how Perrin do. Yeah, absolutely. I love how some of the Aiels show up and they're like... You look like you're having a good time fighting. We're just going to follow you yeah. where I am. We're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, okay, you know, sometimes you see someone running and you know that person's running to some shit and you're like, that guy knows how to party. Yeah, we're yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, he comes to and he's just surrounded by Aiel. They're like, so where are we going, guy? And then he sees after this that the tide of dark hounds is unstoppable, just killing everybody in their path. Uh, and he gathers some Aiel and they prepare for a last stand and they prepare to die because uh, dark hounds cannot be killed when he hears a sound. 
the horn of Valir. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then I guess like a little wolf over somewhere blows a different horn. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a wolf sound or whatever, because yeah, then you know, wolf heroes appear too. The wolf, well, who knows? Maybe the wolf heroes were showing up, but they, you know, they don't give a shit. I thought Perrin created that, created them. Yeah. I think it's implied that it was the Horn of Valir summoned all the wolf heroes too. Yeah. Or it summoned all the wolves that had died, because in the dream world, all the dead wolves were hanging around around Shia LaGul saying, we're here, the last hunt is coming, we're here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, so so he, but, blow, he hears the horn, and then he hears a wolf howl that's in the same pitch as the Horn of Valir. Yeah. So, wait, wait. so it really is like a wolf Horn of Valir out there? That is, that is the, I mean, or maybe there's like a spirit wolf that howls and summons everyone, you know, oh, maybe yeah. that's... A, or maybe, maybe it's like a one particular hero is like a wolf hero that, that can howl to bring all the other wolves out of the dream. I, I like to think, like I said, there's a tiny wolf, uh, like a baby wolf over who's got a little wolf horn who blows back. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my head cannon. And everybody sees him and is like, that is one ugly little wolf. <laughs> it says the horn had called them, so yeah, I guess yeah. so. You yeah. know, I was very disappointed that Hopper didn't make a cameo. I know yeah. he's been like pulled out of the pattern, whatever, but yeah. I was still hoping I think the Horton Valier could have brought him back. I think he died because he uh, because he died in the dream. Mm, that's a re- it is a real bummer because I know, was, you know I was looking for him just in case. But he's living on in Perrin's hammer, I guess. I don't know. Mm, that, is he? In the, isn't the the engraving on the the hammer in Hopper's honor? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I don't look at hammers. <laughs> but anyway, there's a bunch of spirit dead wolves near them that ha- are capable of fighting the dark hounds, and they charge the dark hounds. The last hunt has begun. Uh, at this point, I was really, really worried about Gaul. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because apparently he went to the dream like, I better go get Gaul, and then he just doesn't. He got distracted, okay? He, got, he, he, had, he had some other stuff to do before he gets there. And Gaul was injured, and... Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Okay. It's okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Then Matt goes to hook up with Perrin... And he's he sees parents smashing away at the dark hounds. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, is then, this the first time they've seen each other in like nine books? I'm trying to think. When was the last time they actually talked? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. When was it? Like Perrin. I know that Rand did like a little like uh, uh, farewell tour and like, but I don't remember if he met them together. If he met them separately. Yeah, I don't think so. Because Perrin was was dorking around in Galden with the Aiel for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. He just he just hung out with Matt for a little bit. So. Yeah. yeah, they haven't seen each other in a long time. So yeah, that, I don't. If this is their first meeting, I wish we got a little bit more of it. Like, you know, Wolf guy, huh? Magic hammer, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, what You're happened like, to your yeah, eye? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the, another dimension, a twisted stone doorway. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they both have like legendary weapons now, right? He's got his Ashandarai, and, and Perrin's got his magic hammer, Mjolnir. Sorry, yeah, or whatever. Really cool. The Helener. But before they can catch up, Mashadar. Catches up with him and gets Matt. Touches him and he falls over, apparently dead. Chapter 47. Watching the flow writhe. Flow rider. <laughs> Watching flow rider. Flo catch rider. me writhing dirty. Icon of the four snaking. Avienda and Grandel are still struggling with each other, kind of feebly, because they're bleeding out and, and yeah. Avienda... This has got to be such a sad fight, right? You know, she used to be tall and now she's not tall anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's basically like gone from the ankles down. Uh, yeah. You know how Salam's bleeding out yeah, and trying to slap like the weakest shield ever on her, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's totally, it's not working and Avienda's like, there's kind of slap fighting each other. Yeah. Avienda's trying to escape through the gateway and Grandel is trying to get her with compulsion. I had forgotten about this. Elaine had like 
blew blow up blew up a gateway once. Yeah, there was yeah, a whole yeah. thing, and yeah. the, and like it scared the Shan Shan. The Shan Shan retreated because the magic weapon that the Elaine had uh, accidentally uh, set off. Yeah. God, I was just like added to the list of all the insane shit that Elaine has done. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. How is she still alive? <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh yeah, Elaine did that stupid thing that one time. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, but Aiel can do this. It's the wetlanders that do this really crappily. Yeah. So yeah. she starts peeling it apart and screws it up and pulls well, out. Well, yeah. no, it's, it's, she's doing it on purpose. Grendel's like, Grendel's like, what have you got there? <laughs> and, then, and then it starts like picking faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they explode. Explode. Yeah. And, and here I was, I was pretty sure Avienda wasn't dead because there was that whole thing with if Alana dies, then Rand goes into murder mode, and oh, Avienda yeah. is bonded to him too. So. That's a good point. And yeah. so I was pretty sure Elaine wasn't dead too because you know that's how the simulation works, right? That's a good point. So then Shaisam senses that he's gotten Matt something strange, uh, and goes and finds Matt. That's right. The disease he, caught Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Matt's alive. He's immune to the the, the Shadar Logoth mist now to Mashadar. And he stabs Padden Fane, Shysom, with the dagger. There's an odd thing about diseases I once heard, Fane, Matrim Kothon whispered. Once you catch a disease and survive, you can't get it again. Is that is that is that something that they would know? I I mean maybe. Maybe somebody Nynaeve said that. Nynaeve probably that. would know that. Nynaeve might know that. Matt has like a thousand years of history and he probably died of disease a lot of times. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is a great point. So now more death is more dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Uh, it was that was a little anticlimactic, right? It was. Yeah, I mean, like you know, Matt got a like a pithy one-liner in, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I was really expecting this to be like uh, like Lord of the Rings, where Gollum, Padfin is the Gollum character, and he, he was crucial. Like when the, when the strength of of goodness failed at the last resort, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gollum was there, and and because of the mercy shown earlier to Gollum, he causes the you know the good guys to win. Uh, Padfin, you know, Padfin just sort of shows up and and gets ganked by Matt. I guess he could have like gone into the cave and like interfered in the the Moradin yeah, rant fight somehow, right? Because he's a third party, right? That's what he yeah. that's what he is. He's like not not on the light side, not on the dark side, or yeah. or maybe he's like double dark side or something, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he shows up and like screws up the shadow too. But eh, whatever. Well, we know. I mean, and, and we know that uh, the I mean, uh, for example, they used uh, Mashadar to cleanse the the taint, right? So I mean, like we know that there's a weird interaction with. You know, whatever yeah. he is and whatever the dark one is. So it could have been something. Yeah. But, but didn't do that. Yeah. Instead, uh, Matt stabs him with a dagger. And then he melts and the dagger melts too. No problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all fine. Then Perrin goes and gets Gaul. <sighs> yeah. <God>. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> it's funny. Perrin leaves Matt to his fate. Uh, he's like, oh, hey, Matt. And just like ditches him, you know, yeah, on right. the ground. Having just been uh, got by. I think when you're one of these Taveran guys, you don't even you don't even concern yourself with that stuff anymore. He's he's fine. This yeah. stuff happens well, he to him knew, all the time. He knew Matt was fine. Did he? It says he did. Yeah. yeah, he saw Matt's face and he knew he was okay. Yes, he yeah. says. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he does go and find Gall. <sighs> Gall's okay. He takes yeah. Gall to healing. Okay, fine. Whew. Yeah, he was like and. and Definitely, Gaul was not in good shape. He was like jammed in a crack, barely, you know, barely alive. Yeah, bleeding out. But that's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Then, then Perrin decides he's torn. Does he go help Rand or does he go help Fael? Uh, and he, he ends up choosing his bro before his Fael. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a good point. Like, if if Fael dies, Fael dies. If Rand loses, everybody dies. So yeah, that's I mean, true. That's it was the right point. choice. Yeah. 
And Fayil probably won't see it that way, but uh, he didn't have to. He didn't have to bring this up. I don't no, Fayil did a whole thing where she's like, "You shouldn't have saved me because I'm like not a glass flower or whatever, right?" Yeah, but she's. I mean, she's that kind of person where she. You can't really win. Yeah, you can't really win. If you don't save her, she'll be mad. If you do save her, she'll be mad. Yeah, fair enough. But so attractive when she's angry. Mm. Then Moradin grabs Kalindor and uses it. Apparently, he can channel the true power also. The dark I, power. I was like, what? No, no, Moradin's like, what? And I was like, as I was reading this, what? Yeah, what, what, <laughs> Why would you make something that can also uh, channel the true power? Because uh, it's a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Which Mint figured out. Yeah, it, it has a weakness where, uh, a backdoor, I guess, or a rootkit, where you can you can be controlled while using Kalendor. Yeah, Rand, Rand even like tricks. He's like, if you tr- use the true power here, you'll you'll be de- you know obliterated. And, and Morden's like, yeah, that's what I'm going for, yeah, man. Excellent, that's my thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he starts using the true power, and Nynaeve and Moraine are able to take over Moradin, take control of him. It's like a double Kalendor. reverse link. Yeah, so this this is the purpose of the calendar sword the whole time. Then with Rand, they are able to channel the one power, the other one power, and the true power at the Dark One, who cannot resist all of this because it's his own power being channeled back at him through Mount Morden. Yeah, they they use a bu- <laughs> they use the Sidon Insider as a buffer somehow, like a maybe like a straw. You can think of like a tube. Yeah. Fire hose for the true power. Yeah, and it was able to overpower the Dark One, and the Rand is able to shape it into a, a fist, and he grabs Shaitan and sc- starts to squeeze it. And he he exp- punches through. It was yeah. yeah it was, it was just imagining cool. him like punching a hole into the ground, like pulling something out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grabs him by the scruff of his evil neck, and then he guess he explodes into light. Yes, yes. Then he explodes into light. <laughs> the end. But it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. A good kind of explosion. The books could have could have ended right there, right? That's right. Chapter forty-eight. A brilliant lance, icon of the flame of Tarvalon. Elaine is on the body-strewn battlefield, and she sees a bright light shoot out epically from Shial Gull. And the heights collapse in on themselves. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole plateau collapses. And then Min sees it. Yeah, uh, Tom and too. I, and yeah, Tom sees it, and basically everybody sees it because it's so bright. Uh, it occurred to me that if it's... So bright that men back at like Marilor, or see is she at Marilor? Is she uh, in the hospital? I actually wasn't sure here. I thought she was at Marilor, like helping with wounded. Oh, okay. But it's able. It casts shadows and brightens the whole area. And that I looked at the map. That's like a thousand miles away. Yeah. Like the people that are there in Shalgol, they should all be blind. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But whatever. Uh, but it's magic light, so it doesn't happen that way. Blinded by the light. Then we find out that uh, the gateway unraveling trick that caused the explosion. Accidentally made Grandel compel herself, and now she worships Avienda. So that's yeah. a little poetic justice. Yeah, yikes. Now she's uh, Avienda's slave, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to fix her, right? Because yeah, I mean, she's Grendel. I mean, I guess you tell her to go die, right? I guess you could, yeah. Because, well, yeah. Seems like a waste, though, right? When she's compulsed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a lot of knowledge there you could take advantage of. You could. That's a good point. Like, yeah. tell me the three most interesting things you know and then die. <laughs> yeah. And then we kept to Loghain, who is helping the people. He has chosen helping the people. He's a little upset that his treasure got eaten by the heights. Yeah, and he's yeah. really sad. Oh, I wanted all my cool, my cool super treasures. I can make everybody fear me. But then it turns out that if you rescue people's children... They love you. Yeah. <laughs> They're just into it. Yeah. So he had found a different kind of treasure. The yeah. treasure of love. <laughs> Indeed. And yeah, they're like, thanks for helping us. We love you, Ashaman. He's like, yes, the Black Tower protects. Right? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what we do, right? So we're going with that now, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so he likes being liked, but he sees the light now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally and, and figuratively. Yes, the bright pillar of light and also the light of like good intentions. And he breaks the seals. He's the seal breaker. So I guess that's his glory that was always foreseen. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be like the good guy head of the Ashaman, right? Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Wasn't it like a banner of blue and gold or something like that? Uh, he's still got time. <laughs> a banner at some point. <laughs> Chapter 49, Light and Shadow. I kind of the Wheel of Time. Perrin heads to Shile Gull in the dream. The dream is shrinking. Yeah, it's, it, that's a funny thing. It seems like Shile Gull and Dragon Mount are right next to each other now. Uh, Lanfear is there, and they team up because she immediately uses compulsion on Perrin. I thought this was interesting because uh, Lanfear uh, was there when the boar was created in the first place, right? So she's like on both ends of it. Yeah, yeah. She's seen this, and she's been waiting this whole time for this moment. To betray them, which I thought this was actually kind of dumb. Yeah, like I thought... I, I thought it was set up that she was in between, right? That was, that yeah. was That's Lanfear's thing, is she's always on her own side... Her flaws that she can't pick aside, right? This, this would be her opportunity to like get out, right? Like to, to be truly like out and free. Once yeah, the dark yeah. one's dead, she's out, right? Yeah, she can win, right? She's she's got fairly good relationships with the uh, you know Rand and and the the leaders of the land. Yeah, yeah, she could she could make out like a you know like a, a well off person. You know, run 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 a run a town somewhere, whatever you know. Yeah, right. Go be the most powerful channeler around with the most knowledge. But no. But no, she decides that she's going to assassinate Rand and the others, and she compels Perrin to go help her with it. And then she's going to rescue the Dark One, and the Dark One will be so grateful to her that she'll be able to rule the, the Wasteland afterwards. Dumb. Very yeah. dumb. Yeah. Super dumb. But but of course, you try and compel Perrin, and Perrin's like, no, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Because right? he loves Fael. Kill yeah. my friends? No, I don't know. No, I, do, I don't love you. I love Fael. <laughs> well, compulsion doesn't work on him because he can, like, travel between it. different worlds and yeah. shit now. Because, because <laughs> apparently Perrin just has to be, have become the baddest ass of all yeah, badasses. He, he can do everything everywhere. We know, yeah. what, we know what he says. Compulsion. It's just a weave. <laughs> it's just a weave. Yeah. Uh, so he kills her. He reaches out and snaps her neck. Mm-hmm. No more land fear. Yeah. And he, he thinks, well, I guess that's my job. I guess I do the things Rand can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's still he's still bummed about it because, I mean, I guess the compulsion does yeah. still make him love her a little bit or something. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll wear off. It's, I think that's the thing. Compulsion wears off. Compulsion ends when you when you die. It, it immediately snaps off, remember? No, it, I don't think so because there was a whole thing. Oh. No, that, yeah. Remember when they fragged the entire, like village where Grendel was hiding out? That was because of Balefire. Yeah, oh, he, that was he Balefire. He rewound time back to the point okay, where never he wouldn't mind. have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Nynaeve, Nynaeve yeah. did try and heal Compulsion that one time and the guy's brain exploded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think there's no uncompulsing. But it does wear off. I think they said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, unless you like do reinforce it over and over and over again, it'll oh, okay. wear off. Uh, but the, the thing that, Rand, that Perrin does that Rand cannot is clean up his exes. Like he's he's like the star, and Perrin's like the guy behind the scenes that makes these little problems go away. Yeah, he's the handler. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Animal handler. So Rand now has the Dark One in his grasp, and he realizes that he could kill the Dark One, but he doesn't. (sighs) I know because the world without the Dark One is just as bad 
It's a world without as just as bad as like evil forsaken torture world. So so listeners, Alice is making a hand jerking uh, motion, and I cannot help but agree with her. I, <laughs> like I, I just like okay. There's a difference between saying like yeah, free will is good, and like we want to destroy this torturous like evil entity, right? Like th- those are not the same thing. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Like the like the, the the alternate universe that was really like horrible was where people had been like compulsed to the light and couldn't make choices. Yeah. But killing the dark one doesn't remove free will, as far as I'm aware. I don't know. Well, I think he, I think Rand thinks it does because of that uh, debate he had with the dark one. He thinks that, like the creator creates some of the emotions and impulses in your head, and the dark one is the source of other ones, and that combination is what makes you human. Therefore, you wouldn't be human anymore if so, there was no dark one. Well, he's not. Well, but he's sealing the dark one away in another dimension where he can't touch the world anymore. But it, but, but I guess like. But he seals it really good. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Like, the Dark One's not going to be influencing people anymore, right? But it's, but it's, I think it's like, the Dark One can't directly influence people, but the, but if he was killing the Dark One, somehow, okay, I'm inferring this because he doesn't say this. Yeah. But the Dark One just existing, even in its prison, is still influencing people with the dark thoughts that give them free will. But just not directly. Not intentionally. Just sort of a general way. Uh, yeah. He also says, like, I'm not going to kill you because you aren't the enemy. You never were the enemy. I disagree. Disagree. <laughs> I mean, he he's the enemy. Yeah. Like, right? Like, like he, really super he's the like, enemy. like a, a conscious entity that killed like a billion people. Right? Yeah. Like, like, like and, 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 and corrupted people and like turned people, like, like turned good people literally evil. Like, like flipped them like a switch to evil. Yeah. Like this is, this, this is your enemy. This I disagree, Rand. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, but Rand is like, no, no, I'm going to block you away to be the next Aegis problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> no, we know yeah. how this goes. The wheel is a, is a, is a, is a wheel. We're just going to seal that over. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not like that, uh, but that's the ending. Yeah, that, that's, that's his <laughs> he, solution. He seals it hey. away, but he's, because he's using the true power along with both one powers, or both halves of the one power... This is a good seal this time. Yeah, this he seals it last. real good. Yeah, yes. he does. It, well, it's not a seal. It's not a patch. He reforges it. Well, you know, whatever happens. Yeah, right. Fixes I, it. I, I mean, Perrin could explain what the difference is there. <laughs> that's a good point. See, that's the problem. Perrin isn't here to give us a good blacksmith metaphor for this. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, all this stuff doesn't make sense. The dark one is, is the nothingness between the stars. The dark was, the dark one is the, the antimatter. The dark one is all this stuff. But also the dark one is a conscious being that has conversations and makes decisions and directs battles and stuff like yeah there is a dark one it's a it's a dark one it's a uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly okay exactly i you know i think rand's decision is bad it's a bad decision yeah yeah i like and that world i so i think there's another version of this where like when rand sees that world that world is bad right like the world where nobody has any ambition and so they all just live in the dirt and nobody builds any cities or anything, and there's no there's no art, and there's no magic, and there's no happiness, and people don't care about their kids or whatever, right? Because everybody's all a communal hippie thing. You can imagine that world as being the world without the dark one. Yeah. The world without productive selfishness. Right. That's not what we had. Yeah. What we had was like burning utopia that was really <laughs> seemed nice. <laughs> anyway, so as Rand has chosen all the people that that are going to live in slavery now. Yeah. And for the, all the ages to come throughout all of time, Rand's like, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> yep. But uh, Maureen and Nynaeve escape. And yeah, Tom they, is they there. get out of there. 
Uh, Moria manages to look back and, and sees the blinding light, of course, and sees Rand and the Black Moradin, Rand and Moradin, and the black hole shrinking to nothing and vanishing. Chapter the Epilogue. To see the answer, icon of the Wheel of Time. Rand staggers out of the cave, carrying a body. Uh, he sees an old Aiel woman who approves of what he has done. Yeah. Is this the same, do you think it's the same woman from uh, um, Avianda's Time in the Desert? Yes. Gotta be. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know who this is. Oh, also, Rand slips in his own blood, thus fulfilling the word of prophecy as he falls in blood, you know. Oh, his right. His blood is yeah. on the rocks. I forget and, why he's bleeding. Um, oh, he got cut by Morden, maybe? Yeah, I know. He was, I, he, the, there's so many reasons. That's default nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got so many holes in him. Something's <laughs> leaking. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, supposed he, to be Nakomi. He's carrying a body? Yeah, he, he, he makes, he says his now, uh, I guess is now his motto, uh, the libertarian thesis, uh, without choice, you're not a man at all, which is kind of a, a dumb thing to say, <laughs> I think. But that's my opinion. Uh, and... That's that's where we leave Rand for now. Yeah. I, who is this old woman? I, is, I, this, I, is this Rand's mom? No, I did a dive because my first thought was that it was Tigrain as well, but Tigrain's mm-hmm. dead. It's supposed to be Nakomi, who was the same woman that Avienda saw when she... You remember yeah. the, the yeah, creepy yeah. old woman? And some people think that... So Shida Haran was kind of like an avatar for the Dark One. Uh-huh. And so, the, so there's people who have a theory that Nakomi is supposed to be an avatar for the... What? Oh, for the creator. The creator. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. The creator. There's a few different theories out there. Um, some people asked uh, Brandon Sanderson once. They were like, is she maybe like a Jen Aiel who's just been alive for a really fucking long time? Mm. He was like, you're kind of on the right path there. So mm. who knows? Oh. It's not super. It's never explained who she is. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll have to think about it. Yeah, because she, if she's an Aiel, she looks like an Aiel, but she could be yeah, one of the old ones from the Age of Legends. Yeah. Hmm. She'd be very old. Yeah, yeah, but maybe they live forever or something. Who knows? Yeah. They were genetically engineered gardeners or something. Yeah. So Matt is okay. Yeah, he wakes up to a very nasty Pat and Fane corpse, and damn if he doesn't reach for that fucking dagger <laughs> yeah, for a second. That like, is a nice dagger, though. You see the size of that ruby? But, like, look. Like, look at that corpse. Object lesson of what <laughs> happens when you touch that dagger. I mean, if anybody knows in the whole world, probably number one would have been Pat and Fane. Yeah. And now it's Matt. <laughs> for once, a gamble I don't want to touch. Aww. Yeah. And then he, but he finds his hat. And he winks at the camera. Yeah. yeah. Can you wink when you have one eye? Yeah, it's just blinking, but you know. <laughs> it's no different from blinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, arguably, if you only have one eye, you wink a lot. All the time, <laughs> constantly. So that's, uh, that's the, that was what the dice were rolling about. Yeah. Guess, whether or not he was going to pick up the dagger. I, I, so. I do want to point, he just leaves the dagger there. And for a second there, I was like, some kid is going to find that thing, right? <laughs> but it melts. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool, good, cool, that's good. cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. We should have called him Matt Shadar. Oh, right? oh that's good. That been good. Yeah. I wish I thought of that uh, Four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but now Pout and Fane is goo. Yeah. Yeah. No With more Pout and Fane. Yeah. Then Perrin finds Rand in the Aiel camp after the battle. Rand is unconscious and Nynaeve and Maureen are, are with him. And so is Moradin. He's uh, still kind of coming to terms with Fael, or, or refusing to come to terms with Fael's death, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nynaeve and Maureen say Rand is dying. Uh, and Perrin figures they're not Taverin anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's over. They've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's going to be hard to adjust to, right? Like, it, you go your entire life where things just kind of warp around you and it, suddenly, like, they don't anymore? You just stare people down and, and they, they change their minds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's a, a tolerant thing. Yeah. And Lan is back. Yeah. 
Yeah. He made it back, and he's with Nynaeve. Yeah. Oh, that's They sweet. have a nice reunion. Yeah, and Perrin sets off after Fahil. He's going to find her one way or the other. Loyal is looking for Matt, too. He wants the deets on what happened. Yeah. He's going to write the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a quick check-in with Iteralde, who's going to be the king of Aradoma. <laughs> He's being bullied into it. Yeah. That poor guy. I hope he goes and has a really long vacation, like, on a beach somewhere. Right. He's, he's, like, there. His hands are shaking. He's like, what, you want me to be, what, the king of the, the most notoriously war-torn country? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bless his heart. Like, I, like, you know, I mean, like, I'm not a king person, obviously. Um... But I guess they could do worse for a king. But like poor Iteralde, right? Yeah, poor Iteralde. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I've just, just been fighting, you know, nonstop last stand doom battles for like six months or whatever. And oh yeah, like a Forsaken was messing with my brain yesterday. Yeah. <sighs> that guy needs a one-way trip to like Blowjob Island or something. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> poor guy. Jamalking. <laughs> yeah. That's what Jamal's also known, yeah. Before all those people were killed on it. Yeah, that's uh, the downside of Blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and Rand's, I'm just going to call them the Rand's three honeys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're the only ones that are not worried about him as he's dying. Very interesting. Yeah. They could have been a little less obvious about it. Yeah. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, really? Yeah. I do. Okay. On the one hand, I do feel about bad for Loyal not being able to find Matt. But on the other hand, like, how... What do you imagine the quality of Matt's testimony would be? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, what would he say? Like, I think old Matt would say, like, it was a bunch of stupid crap. Like, a bunch of idiots that all died for no reason. That's what happened. Write that. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, that's <laughs> probably... Like, he, he does have all the knowledge and all the information, but he's not going to, like... He's not the kind of person who's going to recount that as it, as it happened, right? Yeah, true. And then Matt himself heads to see Tuon and gives her a fireworks show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's kind of great. He walks up and he like he's like she's like what are you doing here? He throws his hand in the air. Nothing happens. He spins around, throws his hand in the end, and then the fireworks go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Took me a couple tries there, and she's not really impressed. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Sean Shen just aren't into fireworks, but this is cool. I mean, this is I think it's a pretty great. This movie. is really Two Rivers A game, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but she is Prego. Uh, which um, I guess means Tuan can kill him now. Yeah, that's what she says. I can kill you now. Great. And he's not a Taveran anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. He's like, we'll have to see what we can work out. Do you ever play dice? And does he have his gambling powers Probably anymore? not. I, I, I guess we're about to find out, He's going right? to have to adapt very quickly yeah. to, to a world where one has to work for a living. He still has his, I mean, all of his knowledge, I assume, prince right? prince of ravens. That's, like, he's, that's true. But he that's, can just be a noble the rest of his life. Yeah, if, if he can not die, apparently the lifespan of those guys is not that long. And, yeah. and there aren't that many great captains left. So, like, you know, he's that's on the short point. Because okay. yeah. we've got Uteralde, who's now going to be king. We've got Brian's dead. Brian's dead. Bashir's dead. Bashir's dead. Pedro Nialde is dead. Uh-huh. Uh, Agamar still alive, I think. See, they, they just arrested him. Okay, okay. So Agamar, uh, Etheralde, and Matt, right? That's yeah. it. That's all. That's, those are great captains. The three alive. great captains. <laughs> then Perrin is looking for Fail among the dead, and Mogedian is alive. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's so great for her because she's making her way to escape, and she gets collared by a Suldong who's looking for for channelers. Okay, look, I get that she's, that she's evil and she's awful and like horrible and all that. But I don't. I, but you know what? I still don't think that she deserves to be a slave. I don't yeah, know, I think slavery is bad. Slavery is you know? still bad. Not not a thing you should do. Yeah, I don't think. I I, I know some might say, oh, this is a fitting end to Mogedian. I disagree. 
Yeah. I would have been more okay with it if this wasn't like something that happened a lot to bad women in the series. Yeah, it feels like this is officially what happens to bad channelers. Yeah. They, they become slaves. That's a good point. Yeah. Isn't uh, Elida still a slave in Shang Chan? Yeah, yeah. Elida, Alviarin. Um, oh, oh, no. no I think Alviarin I think was she, taken into the waste. Yeah, she, she, no, she was dragged into the. the Leandrin. But no, it was it was um, Galena. Oh, that's right, Galena from who was who was made a slave of the Aiel. Yeah. 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 It's not a good ending. It's just yeah, I I don't like that. I don't like that theme of like this. It's appropriate to enslave people who are bad. Yeah. 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 I also, but you know, to be fair, I also don't like that the Shan Chen are continuing to be this race of slavers, and everyone's just gonna have to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. they're like, well, you're not wearing a ring, so I guess you're not a nice Sedai, so we're just gonna enslave you now for the rest of your life. Yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. keep that in mind, guys out there. If you uh, if you're a channeler, uh, don't go near the Shan Chen. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so Rand has died, and Nynaeve is puzzled that everyone is sad except the three people who have a direct mental connection. And she's like, I'm going to find out what's up with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she corners Avienda, specifically because Avienda can't run away from her. (laughs) I love (laughs) Nike. It's great. She gets the job done. Yeah. Avienda's discussing her future vision with the wise ones, and they reason that things can change because Ruark died. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they probably have changed the thing. So the, the warning worked. Yeah. I, I hope they're going to have that super depressing future they saw. Yeah, let's really hope. Um, but yeah, she gives Nynaeve some <laughs> bullshit about how he died doing awesome shit, so it's all fine. <laughs> yeah, so so we're cool with it. Yeah, and Nynaeve is not convinced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perrin uses the wolf dream to find Fael, who is under corpses on the battlefield. Sure. And yeah. they are reunited on a pile of Trollocs, which is their favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, Perrin can do his, like, dream teleport thing so he gets her to a healer immediately like yeah. within, within two heartbeats yeah that guy's a real catch yeah even for the queen right. of Saldea yeah Perrin taxi service is the fact like, like this is something that's going to stick around despite him no longer being a Tavarin you know yep. he's still got the wolf powers he's still got the dream powers then, uh, re- I have to say if I hadn't recently learned that uh, according to canon Bella miraculously survived somehow uh, I'd be a whole lot angrier about this ending by the way like, Did survive? Yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> uh, one of our listeners sent us a sent us sent a link to this. There's this ongoing discussion that kept happening with uh, Brandon Sanderson, where mm-hmm. he would get asked about Bella's fate in, in <laughs> interviews and stuff like that. And apparently, it was uh, it was Harriet's uh, insistence that Bella had to die in this moment because he essentially written this inescapable thing. It was like. You can't cheat this, right? Yeah. But apparently there was so much, like, pressure that eventually the... <laughs> Hashtag bring Bella back. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and uh, in the, the final compendium thing, uh, it says that Bella did miraculously escape and lived out the rest of her life in the Three Rivers eating oats. No, I want her to be the hero, a hero of the horn. Yeah. If I mean, freaking wolves can be heroes of the horn, Bella right. should Absolutely. be. Bella is better than a wolf. That's what she's going <laughs> to... Obviously, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's what she's going to be when she dies after her long and happy life. Of old age. Right. In her sleep. Yeah, so now that I know that Bella's okay, I'm more okay with Fayil miraculously surviving this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not in the text, so I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Then Birgitta, speaking of people who Still are hanging around. dying or the opposite, uh-huh. says bye to Elaine because she is about to be born again. Oh, by the way, uh, I do want to point out that Birgitta had to stop Elaine from weaponizing Ulver 
Yes. <laughs> Brig- yeah. Brig- He's like, I already sent Oliver away with the horn. I told him to drop it in the ocean. You know, I hope he does fucking better than a Ganon and Bell Domon did. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, somebody should follow up on these things, right? Right. We need verification. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, she's about to be reborn. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows that Guidel Kane has already been born. Has already been reborn mm-hmm. a few years ahead of her. Depending on how you define a few years. Time is different in the world of could dreams. Could still be older. Could still be over. It's I, gotta I, be older. It's gotta I, be over, right? I mean, yeah. uh, apparently it's not, according to. According to who? I think Robert Jordan did uh, did did say that. Well, Ulver. according to me, it is. I, I I have seen no evidence in the text to say that Ulver cannot be Guidel Kane. Absolutely, right? Like, I mean, I I don't think we see Ulver again, but there should be like. Him going through the battlefield, picking up two swords. Like, <laughs> these are these are the swords that I will always remember, and putting them on his back. Yeah, yeah. I he's... feel like being the horn sounder, like one of the most important people in the entire history of this world, like would enable you to be more than just some orphan kid, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you, you don't have, have the horn anymore. Yeah. yeah. And what does Brandon Sanderson know anyway? <laughs> he's just the author. So they have a big funeral for Rand. It's all very sad, except for his three honeys. Yeah, Tam likes the pyre, thinking about how his kid did a pretty good job saving the world and everything, and Min, Avienda, and Elaine. Yeah, but, but who's going to help me bring in the sheep for the winter <laughs> do the shearing? He's getting pretty old, man, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to bring up some more sons. <laughs> Where's he going to find them? Well, on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go back to Dragon Who knows? Maybe there's some pre- pregnant ladies on yeah, there. Yeah, pregnant Isla women. He's just got to go find one, right? That's yeah, time point. is a wheel, man. This is his thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's, a, that's a good point. There's a lo- probably a lot of orphans at this point after there this battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Tam. Get, get going. But then Rand awakens in Moradin's body. Yeah, which... But- a significant upgrade considering the shit that he put that last body through, yeah, that, right? Yeah, that last body was a beater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unhealable wounds, weird scars, weird tattoos, missing bits and pieces. Like, yeah, he, he like scratches his belly like, and it's like, oh, I got a left hand. <laughs> yeah. Right, I love it. Wait, shit doesn't hurt anymore? He's what? like, before I get dressed, <laughs> gotta, use, gotta put Checking. that hand to work. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> uh, just seeing how the true power is coming along. Yeah, and and Olivia uh, left him some clothes, some cash, and a clean passport, you know? <laughs> That's right, yeah, a go-back. Which yeah. uh, goes back to a prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, Winter's Heart. Uh, Min said that Olivia was going to kill him, and Rand said, now this is, she's going to help him die. Yeah. So she yeah. I thought that was going to be some kind of magic thing, like... Was gonna no, yeah. She just bring put him back some money to together. It's yeah, that's right. Really money she just, yeah, she just like made him a like a, a bailout bag. Yeah, right? a care package. Yeah, is no is nobody gonna tell Tam that his son is alive? No, apparently you know? not. Rand. Like, sure, yeah. his girlfriends know, but no, 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 no. Okay. No. Well, okay. Nynaeve knows, and that probably means that everybody in the Nynaeve? entire world is gonna know what. Well, Nynaeve, does Nynaeve know? She suspects, but she doesn't know. Well, we don't know if she bullied it out of Avienda or not. She knows something's up, and we know that she'll never give up. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Until she figures out what's up with it, That's right? A good point. And she'll figure it out. She's smart, right? Yeah. Especially since at the funeral, as Rand walks away, uh, they all turn and look at <laughs> as one, like like meerkats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch him walk away. Cat Cat Swain knows. Yeah, Cat yeah. Swain knows, right? Yeah. 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 She, she sees him riding away um, and knows immediately who yeah. it is. And uh, she thinks about how she's going to use that information for leverage immediately. Of course, yeah. Wayne. Except she immediately gets braced, and they're going to make her the Amarlin. Yeah. Thus ensuring that the White Tower of the New Age will be absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah. Right? Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Like, you would... <laughs> who, <laughs> who can we get that will make it so that people will prefer to go to the Black Tower for help? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cat's Wayne. That's right. And so Rand heads off. 
he can't channel anymore, but he's he's not totally normal. He's got some kind of This is interesting. Yeah, he yeah. can't he can't do the true power. He can't do the one power, but he can will things to he happen. He can think he thinks his pipe alight. Yeah. It's it reminded me of the dream, you know, maybe he's got this perspective from be, having been who he was and seen what he's seen that he can see that this world you know, it's just a dream too, right? He can see the Matrix. He can see the Matrix. That's it. He's the one. <laughs> He's the one. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about this. Like, when he learned he can't channel, I was like, this is like a new age where uh, the uh, the channeling thing is like going to be a big deal, right? Like, like I know how this goes. There's going to be a, a like a tiered society where all the people with magic are going to have like their little you know, city in the clouds. That's true, yeah. And all the normies are going to be like, you know... Like, oh boy, we can sing while we farm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know where this is going, right? It's true, eventually. But uh, but for now, Rand is, is enjoying the moment of not having any prophecies, no doom ahead of him, uh, no distinctive tattoos that mark him out, no cursed wounds. He has one drop of saw in his eye, which is interesting because that indicates to me that he does still have some sort of form of the true power. Uh, right? That, or no, he still has some of Morden's soul in him or something? Uh, the saw is, as I understand it, a like a, a residue of using the true power. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily indicating that he still has the power. It's just that his body had accumulated. Okay, because Morden's eyes had gotten like all crazy full of it. True. And he just it has were. this one tiny little drop. It's yeah. a good question. I... I've been wondering about this Rand or Luz Theron and Moradin thing because they're like they're soul linked in some way that hasn't really been explained. Uh, it is. Brandon Sanderson answered that uh, <laughs> Rand and Moradin's souls and bodies got connected when their balefire crossed in Shatter Logoth. Oh. When it came time to swap bodies, quote, the soul that wanted to live found the body that wanted to live, and the soul that wanted to die didn't go to the effort. Oh, oh okay, that makes okay. sense. Because they so were they super linked the through those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I got, that makes sense. All right, cool. Uh, so I was going to say, I, maybe they have the same soul or something, because they, they both are souls that live through the different ages. Yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe like Rand's soul goes on to eventually become Ishmael in the next age or something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah. Either way, he's taking a gap year for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's going to go backpack around Europe yeah. <laughs> now that he's graduated. Himself. Yeah. You know, this, do, this was do, really do, like college for these kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do some traveling, see some things. Uh, I, I got to say, he's been to every country already, right? Like, <laughs> at this point, maybe maybe not Shara, but uh, he's never been as a tourist, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not yeah. a bad retirement for the Dragon I like this. this is a great ending for Rand. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is this is a, a, about as close to a happy ending as someone like him can possibly get, I'd mm-hmm. say. And he deserves a happy ending. You know, he had a, he had a, he had a tough go. Yeah. And he's got three honeys. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's, he's got at least three places he can crash for a while. <laughs> can he still travel? Because otherwise he's never going to see the women again. Oh, he can't travel. Yeah, unless, he can't, yeah. Because he doesn't have the power. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on if he can will himself I to other he places. he can ride to where they are on his horse, right? That he yeah, stole. that takes a long time, right? Yeah. Remember, like, like those months. traveling chapters? Yeah, that would take forever. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not going to see those <laughs> in the book. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, uh, you know, some postscript stuff here about, um, you know, prophecy and so on. Uh, Loyal has a, has a quote. He came like the wind, like the wind touched everything, and like the wind was gone. That's nice. But not, not that gone. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't remember this at all, but Egwene had a number of prophecies in Crown of Swords, book seven. 
Uh-huh. And one of them was a man lay dying in a narrow bed, and it was important he not die, yet outside a funeral pyre was being built and voices raised songs of joy and sadness. So, uh, yeah, and for a long time before book 14 came out, people had no idea what that was. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I, I appreciate when he does that, something that doesn't bear fruit until like seven books later. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, he clearly had like d- very detailed plans for this thing. It, it's 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 interesting to see these little these little remnants that made their way all the way through. I mm-hmm. I know that Brandon Sanderson had copious notes to work with, even you know outside of the stuff that Robert Jordan had already written. I know we we I believe we read that Robert Jordan had written significant parts of A Memory of Light even before his death. So mm-hmm. so there was a lot to work <laughs> as with. as opposed to even after his death. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, you know. Ghostwriting. Yeah. Hey. I like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So uh, what do you think about The Wheel of Time? Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, like, I I, uh, I know that, you know, you and I disagree about uh, Brandon Sanderson's writing, but I, I, um, I think that uh, after reading those kind of middle, middle books where uh, the action was light and the uh, it didn't feel like things were, were moving, mm-hmm. it was refreshing having Brandon Sanderson's driving behind uh, these, these final books. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I can see why people would reread these books over and over again, because there's just so much material there. Uh, now, that, now that I've actually been to the, the, through the entire series, um, I, could, I could see myself reading them again at some point, you know? Although it will always be the kind of thing where it's like, okay, how much time do I have to, to retackle this? Because they are a significant... Like, it's, it's hard to recommend these books to somebody unless mm-hmm. they, they can handle a 14-book epic. Because, like, there's, there's just so much of it, you know? It's, they're so long that pretty much you, you, it becomes a part of your life, right? Yeah. Like, we read them... I would say we read them really fast, right? We, we read them on a regular schedule. Yeah. Probably faster than anything else I've read of this size. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily for like school or work or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we've been reading them for five years. Yeah, yeah. It's like part of it weaves itself into your life, and you start associating the periods of your life with the things that you're reading in the books. That's very true. I know that uh, even outside of obviously outside of the podcast, we reference things from these books all the time. You know, and yeah. a, a lot of our friends and family do not know these books, so it's you know yeah. a little bit of an inside joke thing for us at this point. And we tell yeah. them to check out our podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It's be- it became very personal. I can see when we went to JordanCon, I'm really glad we did that because there's people there who they're fans in a very personal way. And I get that now. Like when these people are part of your life for yeah. so long, like Nynaeve became my favorite person in the entire world. Like I feel a real affection towards her. She became more fleshed out in a way than I've had with really not many books I've ever read, you know? Yeah. It makes me think of that time many, many books ago where a listener was like, Nynaeve is one of the best female characters ever written. And, yeah. And at the time I was like, okay, you know? Yeah. But like, like I, 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 I still... In fantasy. I yeah. Have yeah. I, st- I still think that's a, well, it may be like an overzealous claim, but like I can see it now that she, like she's, to your point, she's one of my favorite characters in these books. Like, yeah. Uh, Nynaeve is, is fantastic. Well, I, I mean... By the end. <laughs> it, I like the characters grow and change not all of them but some of them that's the most i mean that's it's so rewarding to see how they develop over time like uh we had a question from a listener a couple questions that we we need to talk about but um yeah sean said this is for the end of the series 
what death slash end of story arc hero or villain was the most satisfying and which death slash end of story arc hero or villain was the most heartbreaking. And seeing, seeing how, for me, the, the growth I saw in um, Egwene and Nynaeve was super cool. And I don't know if I'm naming women because I am a woman or because um, in fantasy, maybe you don't see such satisfying, well-rounded char female characters. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've said over and over that Egwene in these, sorry, by the end, Egwene, you know, like the early Egwene, uh, I greatly dislike, but by the end, like Egwene is fantastic. I, I really like her. I want to go back and just read, read, just so I can see her story all over again, you know? Yeah. Like she did a lot of really interesting things that led her to that final point where she, you know, fixes reality pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I, I like Matt, you know? Of course, yeah. He's got a fantastic it's, again it's obvious answer. Late Matt, right? But early Matt sucked. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. it, it kind of you got to have that early crappy Matt, you know? Yeah. Because the, then you can see what a change, what all these things that changed in him that you can see the change, right? I think that's what's so great. Like, it doesn't have to be as bad as he was. But well, no, you know. no. But like, if you think about it, I think every single one of the main characters had a point where we did not like them as people. And by the end, I think I liked every single one of them, right? Yeah. Like, end, end Perrin was cool as shit. Like, end, end Rand, I, man, I hated Rand for a long time. Yeah. Like, his whole, like, like, yeah, like, emo Rand was like, oh, this is painful mm -hmm. to read. But, like, once he comes out the other side with, like, with his merge of loose Theron, he's, he's just, he's fun to read. Like, I, I think by the end, there wasn't a character whose chapters I was like, ugh, I have to, you know, slog through these. Like, I felt like that about every character at some point. Mm -hmm. They did Moraine dirty. Mm -hmm. uh, I would kind of agree with that. Like yeah. she was, she she started this whole shit in the first place in the eye of the world, and then in in a memory of light, she was barely there. I mean, she yeah, she was yeah. It, it's interesting because she like she went into the she went into the boar with him, went yeah. into, but she didn't have much uh, individual like if you, if you think about Nynaeve, right? Yeah. Nynaeve was there with him. Yeah, like, Nynaeve like, tries a, to hit Morden with a rock, saved Alana. Yeah. What was Maureen doing in all that time? That's a great question. What was she doing? She sitting there. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, Tom sat outside and killed people who were trying to sneak in and stuff them in a cave or something. <laughs> I, I think I think Maureen, from the time that she became Portal Goo, didn't really get much of anything, right? Maybe they just didn't know what to do with her. But like at the end, Maureen and Tom were there and they were there at the very beginning too. And if this is, you know, if it's, if it's a, a wheel... I, think I wish they'd gotten more. I think she, from an narrative standpoint, she shouldn't have come back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that she... The reason she, she came back is because she's Gandalf, right? Yeah. And Gandalf comes back. But Gandalf the White is not the same character as Gandalf the Grey. No. Right? He comes back at a different time, and he has a different purpose, and he does different stuff. Yeah. But Maureen just comes back, and she's like, hey, I'm the person that that takes farm boys out of their, their town and, and throws them into a world of adventure and tells you secrets, but... By that time, they all know a lot more than she does about what's going on because she's yeah. been portal goo for a long time. If you swapped Moraine for uh, Olivia, would that have changed the anything at all? Because Olivia was became this like I said, I was close to him. He knew that she was going to help him die, so he trusted her like in a way that he didn't trust most channelers. Yeah, she wasn't an I said I. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think done dirty is the right way to put it. Yeah, yeah it's disappointing. Really she she was such a complex character at the beginning. Like she was. She was a good antagonist in a way, really. I also, I didn't feel like her being paired up with Tom was a great, uh, great romance, you know, because I, I don't, 
I don't see why. Well, they I, didn't sell it to us. Yeah, it wasn't sold. I, I can yeah. definitely see if these people were with each other a lot. They've got a lot in common, you know. They've got a similar perspective. They're both, like, really, like, clever and, like, you know, uh, you know what, what is it, like, uh, strategic people, you know? Yeah, but they never actually spent that much time to each, like, yeah. with each other. You know, the time they did spend, they were antagonists. I think there were a couple of times like, where we felt that way about romances, like... When when did this happen, right? I think that's just sort of a Robert Jordan thing. He liked to pair people up in a romantic way. Mm. We did actually get a question about that, right? Like mm. it was, you know, looking at the... I think it was what maybe one of the ones that you got from Twitter uh, earlier on in the book that we decided to save at the end was about like um, pairings and how, how we might like change the pairings a little bit. It's hard for me to imagine at this point because yeah. some of the characters that are, are paired, I wouldn't want to pair with anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I would pair Matt with literally anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, with the Dark One uh, caged, Tuan is now the most evil oh, entity okay. in the world. I thought you meant, when you said that, I thought you were saying Matt should get with the Dark One. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Empress of a Slaver Nation that Rand has given permission to go and continue enslaving people. Yeah, like, this, this is exactly who you need the world's greatest general to fucking destroy. Yeah. Matt's story was super cool, except for that. Yeah. I, yeah, and I think that I think it would have been really easy to fix it. I think that Matt could have been a catalyst for that changing too. And he, he, have, he that tried, was one of the right? Questions that we got from Jan Sala on Twitter that I was kind of saving to the end is she was asking, uh, "What do you think?" That there was Robert Jordan had planned to have some more adventures with Matt and Sean Chan after the series was over. Maybe he was going to fix slavery. And what was he going to do? I sure hope so. Yeah. I, 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 I strongly suspect that was the intention because Matt started having that conversation. You remember he. I think he's the one who tells her, "Oh, these people can channel." You could no, no. That was that was Egwene who tell, tells her, "You can you can channel." Yeah, yeah. Matt but, knew that, but he just didn't tell her. because because yeah. he's Matt. Yeah, it didn't, didn't come up in conversation. <laughs> that I don't know. sounds like an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I Matt being the catalyst for a, a change like that would have been would have been uh, really satisfying. I think. Like what would have been great, and I'm just thinking about this for now for the first time is. Tuan's like, no, the channelers are scum. And then and Matt like convinces her that she can channel. And she has this like crisis where she realizes like, well, if I can channel, that means I've, everything I've been raised on, all the, all the, the, the hierarchy of Shanshi society, what's, what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she says, and, and, and Matt's like, well, well, you can stay with me now. And, and you, know, we can, you can live here where there's not slavery. And she's like, no, I can't. Like the right thing to do. If if I am a righteous person, is I need to go back to Shanshan and free all the slaves. Oh, I, I would have said that she could even say I need to be collared because I'm 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 a channeler, right? Like I'm because da- we, we've we've ah uh, she wouldn't do that. Nah, nah, <laughs> I suppose not, right? Like the I mean the kill everybody in Shanshan would be would come higher on her list than her <laughs> giving up her transition They're power. Dead, though. Fair, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's all chaos and, and bloodshed over there. So. So it wouldn't be cool if she lands like we're taking the return and we're going back and we're landing in Shanshan and we are bringing them peace and freedom. Yeah. And they have a civil war against the remnants of the slavers. Uh, and, and everybody hates her because she's like the traitor empress or whatever, but she's actually the, you know, she's leading the, the fight for freedom and she wins because she got Matt on her side. Yeah. I, I think that would be a, a great arc. And, and so maybe that, yeah, maybe that, maybe that would be an interesting way, direction for that to go. I'd also uh, be fine just having an entire book of Matt just traveling around doing Matt things. But, but I mean, yeah. like, you know, saving Sean Chan from slavery. Two on on a, on a orange peel or something. <laughs> and Matt becomes the emperor, because you know, he's the next in line, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt becomes emperor of Sean Chan and then frees the slaves. Do you yeah. think Perrin became too awesome? Yeah. He, yeah. The bit where he could just teleport around at all times. 
I thought was a little bit OP. I'm mean, Slayer could do it. Could he? Well, I mean, because yeah. the idea was he has powers that came before the one power was even a thing, right? So he was able to, he wasn't bound by the rules that the people who used the one power were. Is that why it was? I thought it was oh. just because he was in the dream and, and things are funny in the dream. I don't think so because they, remember, because mm. they said that those wolf power things were ancient. They came way, way, way before the one power. Oh, that, that's just the talking to wolves, I think. I don't know if that was the dreaming part, but maybe, I don't know. But I mean, the wolves are tied yeah, up it's all, with... It's all one thing. Yeah, yeah so. that's where I thought his powers came from. They yeah. were They came before that. And they were so unique that he and I guess Elias are the only ones who had it. I wonder if oh, yeah, I oh, think that means Elias can do it too if he wanted to. I guess what what I liked about the dream world, dream world, uh, originally was that it was a reflection of the real world, and basically the rule kind of was you can't really do things that affect the real world in the dream world because it's downstream in terms of cause and effect. Hmm. Although you sort of kind of can if you can like affect people's minds and get into their minds. But that's great evil, and only the Forsaken do that, yada, yada, yada. But when you get to the point where you can use the dream world as just like a, a subway station, you know, a subway <laughs> network to get wherever you want to go instantly, it kind of makes it a lot less interesting, you know? I wonder if Perrin uh, could do the thing that Rand does where he wills things to happen because, they, you know, arguably they come from the same place, right? Yeah, right? Maybe. I, like, they didn't say I, that with Rand, but that's what it felt like, right? Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. But Elias can do it too. Elias can teleport. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Can Elias do that? Can Perrin teach Elias to do that? Yeah, now? and why not, right? If it's if it's a thing, if it's a dream thing, and it's just about like knowing how to wake up from the dream. So my favorite thing about Elias now is that time that he he jumped out and threw a Draldi off a cliff. <laughs> and it was like, who was that guy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He threw him off a cliff and then he got dragged away by wolves. Yeah, by friendly wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it was just everyone just like, and that's what happened oh, to Draldi. Yeah, okay, I guess we need a new general now. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody had shit to say about that. I, yeah, I really thought this, this last book was sort of, a lot of stuff happened that felt very... Uh, Rushed and anticlimactic. There were there was a lot to tie. I off. guess it's got to be you know. There I, was a lot to tie off, and this book is still like a thousand pages. Yeah, I know, and I I really thought and okay, at least two hundred of those pages was Perrin dicking around with Slayer in the dream. Right? Yeah, there you was a lot, of that. a lot of that stuff. That's fair, man. A lot of stuff happened in this book, right? Yeah, it was a lot. I I also felt the last battle was too small in scope. Really? Really? Yeah, I thought that it was going to be a battle like in every city everywhere in the whole world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it was, like it was. It's the last battle, right? I mean, it never started on four fronts, there. right? Like it did. That's that's true. Yeah, but that's, even that seemed like that's just like one front in World War One. You know? Like, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I think it would have been harder to write something like that for sure, and yeah. make and make it like uh, compelling and and uh, like something you could engage with. You know? True. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I mean, I take your point. By the end, it was just one one place. And it was a big place with a big battle with, you know, 12 different nations or whatever. Yeah. But still. It's probably not the last battle. Ever? Yeah, ever. No, he's got the Aiel, right? He's got the... the... Like, Rand forced them to sign the Peace of the Dragon or whatever, right? <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah, get a piece of the dragon, man. Well, they, they only do peacekeeping, you know? Yeah, yeah. They only, they only do limited... It's not a war. ...engagements. Like, yeah. they do... Uh, Counterterrorism yeah. actions. <laughs> if the dragon is suspected dead, are they going to hold to that? 
Uh, I mean, they sign mm. they, they sign this world or something, right? Sure. And the ideal are gonna well, the ideal are gonna keep it, right? The ideal, uh, yeah, that's the, the ideal. The ideal are gonna be the the dragon police. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they are. The they have honor, right? Wait, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be the blue helmets from the UN. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, it'll work. Well, I don't know. None of those prophecies mean anything, right? Because <laughs> because that that all got erased. The yeah, prophecy's prophecy. done. Yeah. yeah. Game over. But I think I think it's good. I I like. I was thinking about this when I read these books, when I read the ending of this book, is that this is how Harry Potter should have ended. I really didn't like the bit at the end of Harry Potter where you see them all 10 years later and you see how their lives turned out and they're all kind of married to their high school sweethearts and living in the same city, kind of. I liked the ending where it's just like, and now what's Rand going to do? I don't know. He doesn't know. He can do whatever he wants now because he's finally a free person. He's finally not part of this whole thing. Mm, and so the future is like it's unwritten and that that means it could be anything you think it would have been better if you had died died I think so yeah Mm. it's it's hard to I think it's hard to write a a book where the the hero dies at the end it it lowers the stakes yeah yeah Yeah. but I mean it's fine that's a very small quibble for me yeah and I mean he he died for all intents and purposes and and, you know it's not bad to want something good for him in the end after all that uh, torture so who had the most satisfying story arc who had the most heartbreaking uh, well, m- most heartbreaking breaking is obviously Bella, right? Sure. And then mm-hmm. right after that, Egwene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was I was sad to see Egwene die. Yeah, I was. It was it was a good ending for her, and I didn't I didn't I don't regret that it went that way, but it was still you know something made me sad. I was thinking about that because it's like she that's that's a that's a trope in literature, right? Like somebody who or who is designed for this one purpose, and once they fulfill that purpose. They die, right? Like, yeah. isn't that a thing? Probably. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if there's a name for it, but yeah, that's yeah. That like, I was, I was made for this, you know. Um, I was. It was heartbreaking because she became so cool, and also I feel like there could have been more. Like, she died in a super badass way, you know, and like right. save reality. Like, arguably, what she did was just as important as what Rand did. Um, yeah. But I, you know, she could have rebuilt the tower. Like, I think this world because she was incredible. She she was like LBJ, right? Like. Yeah. She's really good at forcing mm-hmm. people to do what needs to be done, whether they want to or not. And she also likes to take a bath take her door di- open. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was taking a shit in Tarvalon <laughs> while talking to them. Every once while she whips out her dick and I, throws it on the table. I think you're really onto something. The strength of Egwene was not that she was like a... a warrior. A, a warrior. Super like, cha- a super channel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, she's strong, but she's not like the battle warrior person. I guess she kind of She is. tried to be, but... But the strength of Egwene, the awesomeness of her, is her... Her ability to build herself up from nothing and take control of the White Tower, yeah, and destroy Politics, her enemies, right? but also, but also retain like her morality and her sense of what's right and wrong. Yeah, like you guys remember when she let herself get captured by Elida and was like a servant, and yeah. and Elida was going to have her like serve dinner or something. We're like, oh man, I cannot wait to yeah, see what's going to happen. Egwene versus Elida yeah. on the front row. Egwene's strength was. You're right. It was not her channeling, even though she was an incredibly strong channeler. It was her ability to get shit done yeah like she did she accomplished the impossible like she was put up as a as a teenage girl a puppet armorlin and mm-hmm. look what she did you know i would say that her story was not should not have been over and having cad swain be her replacement is uh. not going to be good for the white tower right like like that yeah. the cad the white tower under Egwene and the white tower under cad swain it's like oh, yeah, cad swain is like the is the emblem of everything that was wrong with the Aes Sedai before Egwene took over. Yeah, she yeah. was like controlling. She was like yeah. uh, self. Was like self. Yeah, she was like you know for there for the cause, but she was very like about her self importance, right? Yeah, yeah. No she one was manipulative. Do this to me. Yeah. She was secretive. 
She's not not someone who's going to like build build other people she, up. I she made people. She made enemies everywhere she went. Right? I don't think they explored that enough. I don't think they explored the weaknesses of the the white ta- of the Aes Sedai, like what shitheads they were, like how that really helped destroy the White Tower. That's a right? good point. You know, no, no, that's, that's that is a really good point because uh, like we talk about it a lot, and it's I think it's really evident as you're reading this, but it's never it's never something that anybody. Right, like any character recognizes is that like this the well, I mean maybe Egwene to 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 like a small degree, but not not to the deep degree that I think you and that we've discussed it, which yeah. is like the the secrecy, the the like the division, the like, like all of this is is toxic for for any organization that needs to be like built up. You yeah, because yeah. it wasn't looking at the inherent problems with the Aes Sedai. It was here's some Aes Sedai who are randomly going to be black Aiel and they're going to lead this. They're going to you know use Elida as a puppet and lead this coup. Like they never, they never really explored why being an Aes Sedai was such a problematic thing. Yeah, without the black Aes, like, you know. Yeah, like nobody explicitly said what I think they should have said at some point, which is that the tower, the tower was already broken. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the was, black Aja did not like break the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The that fact just, that there are these Ajas who are always sort of at war with each other, I even in there. What Egwene should have said at some point is she should have said, like, the tower was rotten. Like, it had to be broken. Mm-hmm. We had to break it to rebuild it to yeah. make it what it needed to be. Yeah. Which is what she did. She she was the uniter. I mean, the, she started that's most thing. obviously yeah. seen with her appointing Sylviana. Like, yeah. she managed to get the Reds over, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, and and uh, I, I think that there's a lot of I think that there's a lot of potential story in like the future of the White Tower mm-hmm. under Egwene if yeah. she survives. Oh, and now that there's a Black Tower, right? Like the, yeah. a, a rival power center that, yeah. that's like frenemies. With what them, does the right? world look like with the Black Tower and the White Tower? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see Cat Swain being able to bully the Ashaman. You know, she's she able to sure do that try. with individuals, but I don't think she'd be a good armorlin. Mm-hmm. Egwene could do it. Yeah, Egwene could have done it. Yeah. So that's heartbreaking to me. I feel like Egwene was underutilized at the end. Well, I, like you like you said, she had like the, one of the best possible deaths. I think uh, maybe she had the best death in the book, right? That's pretty cool. Did they yeah. have a better death than Egwene? Literally, like cr- you know, mending the cracks in reality with her with her no, death. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, I can't think of a better one. Yeah. Except yeah. for Matt's deaths. Right. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Multiple deaths. Yeah. Each death. Um, I know. I think maybe maybe Birgitta. Oh. It was kind of a, a arc that was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, when, when, she she, was, when she gets beheaded, when she, when she was when she showed up, she was so cool, yeah. right? And she was like this amazing person, and then she gets pulled into the real world, and it's like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Yeah, and she's this like secret, awesome like hero of legend that has to go live in the circus for a while because of her <laughs> choice of friends. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 she's got like this like this quality this secret quality to her that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And all that happens is she just sort of loses her memories. That's a really then, good point. And then gets butchered like a pig. Yeah. She 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 almost like gets drawn into like mundanity through her like through being, by being pulled out of the the dream like that. She loses her memories. She doesn't lose her abilities. Think, although that would be an interesting. Why I think that is sad is because if she I didn't think she did anything particularly heroic and epic during that time. She saved Elaine's time, a life, a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, but that's like, yeah. Is she really helping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I just didn't seem that that effective, right? She just, yeah. she just was a bodyguard for Elaine, who who acted rashly all the time. I, I think uh, Brigitte is... But like, when oh, remember when Brigitte first showed up, like when she at Falm, 
Like, yeah. the, I, yeah. I think that there's also like that's kind of a problem I have with this book is the way the heroes are presented when they give you like here's the rules of the heroes. In Fawn, they were like in Fawn, it was just the mist, and you see them coming out of the shadows, and you don't see them fighting. Didn't Brigitte right. blow up ships or something? Yeah, what you see is, like, from the distance, I think Egwene or somebody sees her riding across the water of the bay yeah. on a shining horse and launching a silver arrow that arcs into a ship and, and sets it on fire. Yeah. And she can't even believe what she's seeing because it's the coolest thing that's ever happened, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to Brigitte, who's just like, well, I uh, wish you wouldn't sit on that throne. i got to check it for poison pills or whatever. <laughs> Power creep. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, power creep. I, I don't know. I just felt like it was a like a, a sputtering out, not a not a very well. The 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 hero the, the heroes by the time they came into the battle uh, could they, they, it wasn't it wasn't even necessary for them to be you know like world changing or whatever. It, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I think they probably could have done them a little bit uh, bigger, better uh, by the time they came around because the battle was almost over, right? Yeah, I, I think that's just the thing that Robert Jordan can write and Robert Brandon Sanderson has more trouble with. Maybe yeah. They spent more time talking about getting the horn than they did what happened when the horn was blown. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't seem that crucial, to be honest. But yeah, I mean that, that's a great point. If the horn hadn't been blown, the Shan Chan still would have showed up, shown up, and probably could have done the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still cool that they were there, and, and then we got Brigitte, like Brigitte's, uh, you know, like second chance or whatever, getting to yeah. save Elaine again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, who TF was Andrel? We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. I, I, I like your your. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right, but I do think it. It's, I like the idea of him being Jane Farstrider because yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, I, I think he's just a guy. Like, I can't think of anything else that any other clues or or hints or anything, right? Yeah, he's just a guy that has apparently lived several lives. I mean, he's had at least five careers to 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 the point of being you know a, a competent level at them. Yeah. And that takes a long time. That's like a decade per thing, right? Yeah. He's not... I guess he could be in his 50s, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe his life got extended by channeling. I mean, we know that happens, but he wasn't a channeler that long, right? Yeah, he said he wasn't, but maybe it's one of those deals where like it extended his life even though he hadn't used it. I don't know. It's not explained, and I find that like to be kind of something that really stands out. Now, here we are at the end of the books. Yeah, we really enjoyed him a lot, but I can understand now when the, the our listener who wrote in and was talking about how polarizing he is in the fandom... Yeah, he, 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 he was everything that he needed to be, right? Like, at any moment, he was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Which was fun, but you also, You know what like, would have been the best ending for him? Huh? Oh, this would have been the best. He's just crazy. <laughs> That's his madness. Is he, th- he has all these fake memories of, th- of the jobs he thinks he used to have. He doesn't actually know how to do the, like some of these things. Yeah, yeah it's all bullshit. <laughs> when they're talking about him, what was he doing with leather? He was like... Stitching something? Yeah. He's doing like a horrible job. Yeah, like somebody picks it up later. It's just a mess. Yeah. (laughs) Garbage. That's Andrel's. He thinks he has a hundred (laughs) skills. He tries to pick a lock and it just like. That is not what I choose to believe about Andrel. (laughs) Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, Yeah, were there. I think that was all the the questions we got, but. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, the series is great. I know that. I see why it has such a reputation because I don't. I'm trying to think like, is there another series that's that's like this? You know, that's this this big covers this much, like this many characters, this much, this much. There, there, they do exist. Right. Yeah. I mean, once we start down that dark path, yeah, it well, may de- dominate our destiny for a while. Well, I mean, like I, I know that you know, like, Game of Thrones is one that people yeah, like to talk about. Game of Thrones, yeah, not finished yet, yeah. sadly. 
may um, never be finished. Yeah, yes. it it also has a, a a peaks and valleys in terms of quality level. Yeah. Um, there's the Steven Erickson books, the book, the Malazan Book of the Fallen's. I think there's like fourteen of those or twelve of those or something like that. Are they are, are they pretty people, fantastic? People like them. Yeah. yeah. It was recommended to us by one of our listeners as yeah. a possible follow-up. Uh, Brandon Sanderson himself has cranked out a hell of a lot of books. That is true. And they're, they're uh, I think he does like trilogies, but they're different characters at different times in the same world. Okay. He often does that. So there's a lot of stuff we could do. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got through it. Although we are listeners, we are going to come back for uh, a new spring. Yeah, we are not, not, I know we're talking about this like we're done. We do have the, the prequel to finish. Yeah. And, uh, then, and yeah. probably. Well. You know. Die of the World Again. We'll see. we'll see. We will see. I don't know if we don't. I don't know if we want to announce that. Yet, but. I don't know how we'll like. I'm prepared to accept time being. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I want to say thank you to both of you guys for for going in on this. I, with I me. when we started this, I do not think. Well, like I, I I remember we would joke about this a lot. It's like, oh yeah, we'll probably be done with this by you know, ten years from now. Uh, yeah. I I guess I never really. I didn't thought think about, we'd finish. Yeah. It, 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 I, I I would would not have would not have guessed you know I had faith in us really yeah <laughs> I well did. I, I mean like uh, I know that, I know that there aren't that many other podcasts who have have finished it out there which is uh, understandable at this yeah. point yeah which makes us the best podcast <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah um, I'm I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to um, to the next book the prequel but I uh, I know that it's going to be a little bit different than reading the. This because it's gonna be outside of that 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 like continuous story, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have very complicated feelings right now. Yeah. You know, like this is the one, the one steady, and everything that's happened. You know, I've had kids, which two kids, which has drastically changed my life twice, and the pandemic, which I don't even want to think about. But like, this has been a, one constant, you know, yeah. for over half a decade. Yeah, it's gonna be weird not reading this series anymore. Yeah, because we've been reading it for so long. Yeah, my bookshelf is too small. I can't. I've had to put the books in sideways. I can't fit them in there. <laughs> I have a bookshelf that'll hold them, but it, like literally an entire shelf is just these books. You know. But even even after we're done with Robert Jordan, listeners, we're still. We still have our other series, Living Dead in Austin, which is the Sookie Stackhouse books by Charlene Harris, and we're still figuring out the next series we're going to read, so feel yeah, free to continue have, sending in suggestions. After a new spring and I Have the World Again, maybe we are going to roll into something else. Yeah. Sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll probably do a similar model where we have our uh, lighter, um, you know, I, I always think of it as like the dessert series. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so right now it's like Stackhouse will, you know, probably replace that with something lighter when that's done, but we like to have the... Something else that's a little bit uh, too, more toothsome for the other side, other mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So this podcast is not the ending. There are no endings and never will be endings to the turning of the wheel of time. But it was an ending. Uh, next time we will be taking a break to work on uh, work on to record another season of our other podcast, Living Dead in Austin. It's livingdeadinaustin.com about the Southern vampire mystery starring Sookie Sackhouse by Charlene Harris. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. And I, after five years, I still <laughs> have one of this. <laughs> I'm starting to think you're not that interested in getting a social media account. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please send us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews uh, wherever you got this from. Uh, please let us know any suggestions you have for future series we might cover. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.